Thanks for listening to our podcast. We've got more information and additional resources at probe.org slash podcast. And be sure to check out our life-changing Summer Mind Games Camp for high school and college students. It was false then, and it still is. Kirby Anderson examines the so-called pagan connection with Christianity here on Probe. One of the popular ideas being promoted today, especially on the Internet, is the idea that the miracle stories of Jesus were borrowed from ancient pagan myths. Timothy Freaky and Peter Gandy write in their book, The Laughing Jesus, each mystery religion taught its own version of the myth of the dying and resurrected God-man, who was known by different names in different places. In Egypt, where the mysteries began, he was Osiris. In Greece, he was Dionysus. In Asia Minor, he was known as Attis. In Syria, he is Adonis. In Persia, he is Mithras. And in Alexandria, he is Sapphiris, to name just a few. Proponents of this idea point out that there are several parallels between these pagan myths and the story of Jesus Christ. Parallels include the virgin birth, a divine son of God, a God dying for mankind, resurrection from the dead, and other parallels are often cited. And skeptics allege that Christianity did not present any unique teaching, but borrowed the majority of their tenets from these mystery religions. Indeed, some of these alleged parallels appear to be quite striking. One example is the god Mithras. This myth teaches that Mithras was born of a virgin in a cave, that he was a traveling teacher with 12 disciples, promised his disciples eternal life, and sacrificed himself for the world. The god Dionysus miraculously turns water into wine, and the Egyptian god Osiris is killed and then resurrects from the dead. Now, this position was taught in the 19th century by the History of Religion School, but by the mid-20th century, this view was shown to be false and abandoned, even by those who believe Christianity was purely a natural religion. Ron Nash wrote, During a period of time, roughly from about 1890 to 1940, scholars often alleged that primitive Christianity had been heavily influenced by Platonism, Stoicism, and pagan religions, and other movements in the Hellenistic world. Largely as a result of a series of scholarly books and articles written in rebuttal, allegations of early Christianity's dependence on its Hellenistic environment began to appear much less frequently in the publications of Bible scholars and classical scholars. Today, most Bible scholars regard the questions as a dead issue. Now, despite the fact that many of the arguments were rejected, this theory has once again emerged through the popular writings of skeptics. What makes Christianity unique among the world religions is that it is historical faith based upon the historical person of Christ who lived a miraculous life. This week we're going to examine and see if Christianity teaches a unique Savior or is simply a copy of these pagan myths. You've been listening to Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. Get your free copy of Pat Zuckerin's transcript, Pagan Connection, at our website, probe.org slash radio. Then join us next time as we reclaim and proclaim the truth, God's truth, here on Probe. An old idea that once again emerged. The critics of Christianity allege that Christianity borrowed many of its ideas from the mystery religions. And this theory was popular nearly a century ago among the history of religion school, but was rejected by the scholarly community. But it is once again surfaced through popular novels and the Internet. Now, there are several flaws with this theory. New Testament scholars point out several fallacies. The first is the composite fallacy. Proponents of this view lump together pagan religions 
religions as if they are one religion when making comparisons to Christianity. By combining features from various religions, an attempt is made to show strong parallels. However, when the individual myths themselves are studied, the reader will soon find major differences with very little commonality. A second fallacy is the fallacy of terminology. Christian terms are used to describe pagan beliefs, and then it is concluded that there are parallel origins and meanings. However, although the terms used are often the same, there's a big difference between the Christian practice and the definition from pagan understanding. A third fallacy is the chronological fallacy. Supporters of this theory incorrectly assume that Christianity borrowed many of its ideas from the mystery religions when the evidence actually reveals that it was the other way around. There is no archaeological evidence that mystery religions were in Palestine in the first century AD, and Jews and early Christians loathed syncretism with other religions. Jews and Christians were uncompromisingly monotheistic, while Greeks were polytheistic. Fourth, there is the intentional fallacy. Christianity has a linear view of history. History is moving in a purposeful direction. There is a purpose for mankind's existence. History is moving in a direction to fulfill God's plan for the ages. The mystery religions have a cyclical view of history. History continues in a never-ending cycle or repetition, often linked with the vegetation cycle. Christianity gains its source from Judaism, not Greek mythology. Jesus, Paul, and the apostles appeal to the Old Testament and you find direct teachings and fulfillments in the Old Testament. Teachings such as one God, blood atonement for sin, salvation by grace, sinfulness of mankind, bodily resurrection are all sourced in Judaism and foreign to Greek mythology. So once again, we can see that this old idea, though it has emerged, is in error. Did Christianity borrow its ideas from the mystery religions? Well, critics of Christianity point to several parallels between Christianity and the myths of these religions. However, a brief study of these legends soon reveals that there are very few, if any, alleged parallels to the life of Jesus Christ. Historians acknowledge that there are several variations to many of these myths and that they also evolved and changed as Roman culture and later Christianity influenced them. Historical research indicates that it was not until the 3rd century AD that Christianity and the the mystery religions came into real contact with one another. And a brief overview of some of these most popular myths reveals the lack of resemblance with Christianity. There are major differences when describing a resurrection between Christianity and pagan myths. First, none of the resurrections in these myths involve the God of the universe dying a voluntary death for his creation. Only Jesus died for sins. The death of other gods was due to hunting accidents, emasculation, and other calamities. The gods in these stories die by compulsion, not by choice. Second, Jesus died once for all, while pagan gods repeat death and rebirth cycles yearly with the seasons. Third, unlike the Greek gods, Jesus died voluntarily for mankind. Fourth, Jesus' death was not a defeat, but a triumph. The New Testament's mood of victory and joy stands in contrast to pagan myths whose mood is dark and sorrowful over the fate of their gods. And finally, Jesus' death was an actual event in history. Christianity insists and and defends the historical credibility of the gospel accounts, while the pagan cults make no such attempt.
A popular myth that some believe parallels the resurrection of Christ is the story of Osiris. The cult of the gods Osiris and his wife Isis originate in Egypt. According to the legend, Osiris's wicked brother Set murders him and sinks his coffin to the bottom of the Nile. Isis recovers the coffin and returns it to Egypt. However, Seth discovers the body and dismembers it into 14 pieces and throws them into the Nile. Isis collects 13 of the body parts and bandages the body, making it the first mummy, and Osiris was transformed and thus becomes the ruler of the underworld, a state of semi-consciousness. This legend hardly parallels the resurrection of Christ. Osiris is not resurrected from death to life. Instead, we see Christ rose physically from the grave, conquering sin and death, and the body that was on the cross was raised in glory. Did Christianity borrow its theology from the pagan mystery religions? One of the alleged parallels is the resurrection. We previously studied the resurrection account of Osiris and found little in common with the resurrection account of Christ. There are two other popular myths that proponents of this theory point to, Mithras and Attis. Now, there is a belief that the story of Mithras contains a death and resurrection. However, there is no teaching in early Mithraism of neither his death nor his resurrection. Nash stated, Mithraism has no account of the death and resurrection of its God, and no place for any concept of rebirth, at least during its early stages. Moreover, Mithraism was basically a military cult. Therefore, one must be skeptical about suggestions that it appealed to non-military people like the early Christians. Moreover, Mithraism flowered after Christianity, not before, so Christianity could not have copied from Mithraism. The timing is incorrect to have influenced the development of first century Christianity. It is most likely the reverse. Christianity influenced Mithraism. Edwin Yamauchi, one of the foremost scholars on ancient Persia and Mithraism, says that the early Mithra were actually dated to the early 2nd century. There are a handful of inscriptions that date to the early 2nd century, but the vast majority of the texts are dated after A.D. 140. Most of what we have as evidence of Mithraism comes from the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th centuries A.D. That's basically what's wrong with the theories about Mithraism actually influencing the beginnings of Christianity. The legend of Attis was popular in the Hellenistic world. According to this legend, Sibele was known as the mother goddess, fell in love with a young Phrygian shepherd named Attis. However, he was unfaithful to her, and she caused him to go mad. In his insanity, he castrated himself and died. The great mourning of Sibele caused death to enter into the world, and Sibele then preserved the dead body of Attis, allowing his hair to grow and a little finger to move. Any account of a resurrection of Attis does not appear until 150 years after Christ. There is little similarity between Attis' coma state and the resurrection of Christ. The claim that Christianity adopted its resurrection account from the pagan mystery religions is false. There are very few parallels at all to the resurrection of Christ, and the idea of a physical resurrection to glory is actually foreign to these religions, and the stories of dying, arising gods, do not appear till well after Christianity. Did Christianity borrow its theology from ancient mystery cults? Well, proponents of this theory actually point to several parallels between Christianity and the pagan myths. Previously, we studied the alleged parallel resurrection stories. It was apparent that the supposed resurrection accounts in the mystery religions had little in common with the resurrection account of Christ. Let's now look at the alleged parallels between virgin births in the mystery religions and the virgin birth of Christ. We find that parallels quickly break down when the facts are analyzed. 
Christ. In the pagan myths, the gods lust after women, take on human form, and enter into physical relationships. Also, the offspring that are produced are half-human and half-divine beings. This contrasts with Christ, who is fully human and fully divine, the creator of the universe who existed from eternity past. The alleged parallels to the virgin birth are found in the legends of Dionysus and Mithras. Dionysus is the god of wine, and in this story, Zeus, disguised as a man, has relations with Semele, and she becomes pregnant. Hera, Zeus' wife, in a jealous rage, attempts to burn Semele, and Zeus rescues the fetus, sowing the fetus into the thigh until Dionysus was born. The birth of Dionysus is the result of the sexual union of Zeus in the form of a man and Semele. This cannot be considered a virgin birth. One of the popular cults of later Roman Empire was the cult of Mithra, which originated actually in Persia. Mithra was supposedly born when he emerged from a rock. He was carrying a knife and a torch and wearing a Phrygian cap. He battled first with the sun and then with the bull and thought to be the first act of creation. Mithra slew the bull and then became the ground of life for the human race. The birth of Mithra from the rock fully grown hardly parallels the virgin birth of Christ. By contrast, we see that the Gospel of Luke teaches that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and it was through the power of the Most High that she became pregnant. Mary had no physical relationship with a man or a deity who became a man. So this week, our study of the mystery religions reveals very few parallels with Christianity. For this reason, we should reject the idea that Christianity copied its major tenets from the mystery religions and instead should accept the fact that the Bible is recording historical facts about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ.